Hi guys, welcome to another episode of All Things Compounding. Today we are hosting Mr. Pranav Agrawal. इनके पास 15 plus years का work ex है and he is an IIM Indore graduate. But more importantly, he is a Bitcoin OG. He has been in Bitcoin space way before it was cool to invest in Bitcoin or crypto. He has been tracking it for even longer than any of us can imagine, and he has a truly remarkable story. जहां सबसे पहले ये माइनिंग के अंदर वेंचर किया देन ही स्टार्टेड ट्रेडिंग इट इवेंचुअली रियलाइजिंग व्हाट बिटकॉइन इज एज एन एट क्लास एंड ही हैज बीन हॉडलिंग एवर सिंस आज की कॉन्वर्जेशन में हमने सबसे पहले तो उनकी जर्नी के बारे में बात की बट आफ्टर दैट वी एड्रेस्ड सम रियली जेनुइन एफ दैट वर आस्ड इन माई यूट्यूब कॉमेंट सेक्शन वी टॉक अबाउट वट इफ गवर्नमेंट बैन इज बिटकॉइन वाई डज बिटकॉइन रिक्वायर सो मच ऑफ एनर्जी टू माइन वाई इज इट Too volatile as an asset class, can it replace US dollar? इसके साथ ही साथ हमने ये भी डिस्कस किया वेदर और नॉट इज इट एन इन्फ्लेशन हैज हम फिर एंटीथीसिस पे भी जाते हैं वट कुड बी पॉसिबल रिस्क एसोसिएटेड विद इन्वेस्टिंग इन बिटकॉइन एंड इन दी एंड हमने बिटकॉइन के अलावा बाकी ज्यादा जो क्रिप्टो एसेट्स एंड क्रिप्टो प्रोजेक्ट्स हैं उनके बारे में डिटेल में समझा एंड हाउ डू दे डिफर फ्रॉम बिटकॉइन सो इफ यूर इंटरेस्टेड इन नोइंग ऑल ऑफ दिस स्टेट्यूड बिकॉज वी आर स्टार्टिंग राइट नाउ Hi guys, welcome to another episode. And today we have Mr. Pranav. Thank you so much, Pranav, for being here. My pleasure, my pleasure, Kashish. So I've already introduced you to my audience, and we'll just start off right talking about your own journey about Bitcoin. So I just wanted to understand when was the first time you got introduced to the concept of Bitcoin as a thing? What was the price then? Then second question is that when did you actually became serious about it and buying it? तब क्या प्राइस था एंड व्हेन वाज़ द लास्ट टाइम यू बॉट बिटकॉइन एंड तब क्या प्राइस था एंड हाउ हैज योर जर्नी बीइंग ओवर टाइम सो आई जस्ट वांट टू अंडरस्टैंड दैट श्योर सो दिस इज अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग आंसर एक्चुअली सो बैक इन 2010 आई केम अक्रॉस दिस कांसेप्ट कॉल्ड बिटकॉइन एंड रोहित हु यू आल्सो नो वाज़ वन ऑफ द ओनली सो आई वेंट टू आई एम इंदौर सो आई न्यू अ लॉट ऑफ आईडीएनस राइट so i bounced it off the engineers in the in my circle who i was close to so one of my friends who's an excellent startup founder today in bangalore another one rohit so we had this group of five six of us who went on calls and emails to figure out how we can mine this thing called bitcoin the problem was in 2010 in india sitting in bombay bangalore delhi wherever we were we had no way to sort of understand or we did not have enough resources to get information on how to mine bitcoin at that time if i'm not wrong the price was like 10 dollar it had gone from like 10 dollars to some 30 dollars or something and we were like boss iska to koi intrinsic value hi nahi hai you know and ek sab log mba the everybody thought we knew what business valuation is and we couldn't <clears throat> because we were so far away from what tech was right from the sort of breakthrough tech of the next decade we didn't have a sense of this is where this goes right this is how it gets deployed this is how it gets used or anything of that sort we didn't understand blockchain we didn't understand asics you didn't need an asic then you just needed your you could have mined i could if you knew it i could have plugged in on my just bought a good Say one lakh rupee computer at that time, one and a half lakh rupee computer, and started to mine Bitcoin. 
एंड वी सॉर्ट ऑफ फिगर्ड की बॉस ये बीस तीस डॉलर से सत्तर अस्सी सौ डॉलर हो जाएगा फिर क्या सो वी वर कंपेयरिंग देम टू फुटबॉल कार्ड विच समेड एंड वी थॉट ऑफ देम एज ए कलेक्टेबल ये एक डिजिटल कलेक्टेबल है तो इसकी वैल्यू मतलब बीस पोकेमोन कार्ड जैसे है बीस तीस डॉलर से सौ डॉलर हो जाएगी और क्या होगा एंड वी ड्रॉप इट देन वॉट हैपन इज 2013, it again came to our radar when one of my juniors ping me, "Hey, Pranav, do you know about Bitcoin?" I said, "Hey, boss, we've been trying to, we tried looking for information. <clears throat> we didn't get it. अगर तेरे को कुछ मिलता है तो तू बता." So he again looked at it. <clears throat> I got everybody back on a mail chain, <clears throat> and then we basically. Uh, Again, tried to find something about it. At that time, I think the prices were in the three digits. Mm. So it was probably after the second halving or something. You know, the first four-year cycle was over, so that second kick had come in. Mm. <clears throat> Then what stopped us was Gumroad. Okay. So everybody was like, "Boss, ye fraud, fraudulent hai. Drug, drug mafia is using this. Smuggling mafia is using this. Our parents will throw us out of the house." If you do anything, sort <laughs> and definitely the police will come knocking on our door one fine day. So that is so, that's when you weren't in US. So you were in India, me too. No, I wasn't in US, and we were all younger, right? We were in our mid twenties at that time. So you your risk appetite, and we were all having great corporate jobs, post IIM uh, sort of careers. So we didn't really need the we didn't have we didn't need the hustle, right? Ki mm. boss ye. एंड तभी स्टार्टअप स्टार्टअप्स का इतना कॉन्सेप्ट नहीं था ना यू वर्क इन फॉर्चून कंपनी यू वर्क इन वन ऑफ इंडिया साइड थिंग कुछ कर सकते हैं तो करते हैं मोर आउट ऑफ इनक्विजिटिवनेस बट नो बडी कुड एक्चुअली गाइड एस ऑन वॉट टू डू देन ऑफकोर्स आई ट्रेवल्ड अ लॉट फॉर माई फॉर माई वर्क सो देन सिक्सटीन सेवनटीन वेन बिटकॉइंग स्टार्टेड पंपिंग and by then exchanges had come to india so zeppe had come to india so that sort of was my first actual entry into bitcoin so As having known about it since 2010 exactly by which time it had reached that 10 12000 uh, mark and then we did it more out of like you would if you were a young uh, investor or if you were a young trader You did it more out of let's try it, right? So, एक पच्चीस हजार रुपया डालते हैं, पंद्रह हजार रुपया डालते हैं, and let's try what happens. And then it went up fifty percent. So we were like, boss, this is it, right? So then we started, and Twitter was exploding at that time. These were all well well set up, right? Like by two thousand sixteen, Twitter etc. was well known. Quora, Quora भी नहीं, Reddit was well known. So you sort of went on those threads, and you no, know, you had my 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 brother who who was in New Jersey, my friend who was in Boston, and we would sort of exchange notes. Keep us, ye naya coin hai, ye is exchange pe available. And that time there was no KYC, so you could actually go to any exchange online, open an account like you would open an email address or a social media account, and basically trade crypto. The okay. logic was that you have some coin to bring in. so you brought in bitcoin and then you changed everything denominated into bitcoin mm. so that is when all these bitcoin cash came up so the logic was that bit so we, again i did not take the effort to learn bitcoin right i was still looking at it as an investment like i would 
in a stock market where i'm saying everybody else knows more about it so i'm going to listen to what they are saying mm-hmm. and uh, at that time also we went up to like 17 18000 if i'm not wrong that was the peak of that cycle and it was sort of thanksgiving to christmas 2017 and literally it was thanksgiving topic of the table everybody was talking bitcoin at that time because that time crypto was still not a very big word bitcoin mm. was what was the it was the bisleri to your uh, bottle water you know everybody says bitcoin but bitcoin then we would tell i would tell people boss boss bitcoin is not just that look at this litecoin it is 100x faster look at bitcoin cash and then we learned concepts like hard fork because bitcoin cash was a hard fork from bitcoin so whoever hold held bitcoin at that time got acquired in bitcoin cash when it hard forked so ye sab seekha but never bothered to sort of get into it mm. then what happened is the crash came quarter 1 2018 i think so this went down to 7 8000 so typical investor behavior right when you are invested at 18000 you want to keep buying when it drops because you want to average down but what happened is which today if you think about it was bad but then we got saved right because indian government banned it mm. so all of our indian exchanges stopped accepting indian deposits into their exchanges like zeppe etc you couldn't send money to zeppe so how to buy bitcoin and we didn't have so unless and until you knew somebody internationally who could buy for you on a foreign exchange like binance or something you basically had no way to buy and then it kept dropping to 3000 or mm. 3500 i think was the bottom of 4000 because at that time i remember in rupees it went from like 7 8 lakhs to around 3 and a half lakhs or something 3 lakhs ya kuch gaya tha because india has a premium also mm. so it went to around 280 or 3 lakhs was probably the maximum it went the lowest it went to and we were like bach gaye boss agar aur paisa dal diya hota to ye slide hote hote 10 lakhs se abhi idhar it went from 10 12 lakhs to basically 2 and a half 3 lakhs so that's how our journey was and then i sort of at that time i realized that this is not it but in that year no sort of 2018 i got some free time i was traveling again to the us etc so i got exposed to bitcoin the concept i read up on it so i read some websites i followed some guys on twitter and then i got into those basic learning websites you know if you follow any of the twitter any of the twitter bitcoin uh, leads like pomp or any of these guys you will realize that a lot of them have their own websites where they'll tell you what happened in 1971 mm. when gold and Bitcoin, when gold and reserve currency fiat reserve currency sort of fiat currency broke their relationship so that's where i started getting into the economics of it and then last two years i've gotten into the technology of it that what is bitcoin as a technology in terms of ye blockchain hai kya cheez because whenever i would explain bitcoin to someone no i would face a wall at blockchain boss the blockchain kya hai and then at that time my simple explanation was server it's a server aap samjho ye server hai but it's not a server right so it doesn't help so the 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 question takes you to a totally different tangent that that answer takes you to a totally different tangent so that's where i learned about bitcoin and the blockchain and how it is applied because i was looking at other projects mm. 
there the blockchain became important how is it coded the bitcoin blockchain is immutable what's a 51% uh, consensus required if you want to change something the 21 million hard cap the fact that there is so small things like a 100 million satoshis form a bitcoin is known from 10 years i know that for the last 10 years now but what i didn't know was that how it is mined every block is mined every 10 minutes you get a halving in 4 years because 210000 blocks but the difficulty adjusts so there is something called as hash rate mm. so hash rate will kick so the i'll go auto adjusts the hash rate the difficulty to keep one block at around 10 minutes mm. so all those concepts is what i learned in the last 2 years and that's where i realized with my background from business and understanding macro economics finance of course corporate treasury then i realized that both this is this is it right this is the long term solution for a at least store of value mm. and just to give you at this time the prices were so i had some bitcoin back from 2017 so that helped me and then obviously i had a lot more investing capital now than i had then so uh, different stages of life right so so then i doubled down sort of i kept adding so i have kept adding at every price from you can say 10000 to 60000 65000 so i keep adding i have never sold my bitcoin i have a a hardware wallet i use a trezor if somebody wants to know mm-hmm. then i sort of uh, keep it there i do dabble in other coins once in a while but that is more for trading and it's more short term so typically one week two weeks a month just for sort of figuring out okay. so that that sort of a journey that's a very beautiful journey and i didn't know you were aware of this concept back in 2010 but kismat ka khel 2010 mein jante hue bhi the only time you got yeah. serious was when the third having cycle happened and when it crashed right. at 3000 but you are fortunate enough to have gotten in this early even i am fortunate to have gotten in this early where bitcoin as a whole asset is still under a trillion dollar market cap and the TAM, the total addressable market is way more so one last thing uh, before we move on to the next section right when was the last time you bought bitcoin and so and i bought it uh, even this week so the <laughs> last week i had so i generally put so now what i do is i'm because i'm based in the us i trade on coinbase so i generally put in orders and keep them so like my orders were there till 33000 and so therefore that order hit sometime this week i think last week it hit but uh, that's how sort of i uh, plan it so now i don't have any orders but i have a 30 30000 dollar order i had a 30000 dollar order when it was 33 you know mm. but now because it's moved back up i might sort of i don't have any open orders right now but i'll figure out i still think we'll see 30000 once more so i don't want to buy around 35 okay so i'm waiting to buy around 30 and uh, what's the percentage of bitcoin uh, of your total portfolio how much allocation have you given to just bitcoin as a like everything equity debt so i'm just talking about your whole net worth how much of your net worth is in bitcoin yeah 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 bitcoin is easily more than a third of my total net worth which is actually it used to be more because it used to be 50% sort of you can understand mm. right because it was $70000 so at $35000 probably it's around 30% so yeah so yeah if my so, audience thinks this is way too crazy this maybe is 
I wouldn't recommend any of you to do this until unless you understand the technology. And I personally also know a lot of guys who are all in. 100% of their net worth is in Bitcoin. That's because they truly believe. So before you do anything, just learn. And that, that is what this conversation is all about. So sir, moving on. Now let's talk about what's your investment thesis of Bitcoin. Okay. So I have uploaded my thesis on YouTube. And what I've realized is that different people have a very different thesis to it. So a Michael Saylor will have a different thesis from Pomp. And all of them are directionally correct as to what they look at it. But then again, they do differ a bit on whether it's a reserve asset, whether it's a currency, whether it replaces US dollar, whether it's next gold. So there are a lot of narratives around it. I just wanted to understand what is your narrative about it. And also, how do you track your investment thesis? So before that, let's just talk about your investment thesis. Cool. So the last couple of years, so you're absolutely right, right? Everybody's like a it's like a pinball machine, right? You've, you've, if you've been in this space for a few years, you've had yourself get kicked around to various thought processes. You've read Saifuddin, you've read everybody, Fiat Standard, Bitcoin Standard, you've read Digital Gold, you've, you've sort of figured out. So my investment thesis is basically that we are living a digital life today where each of us, if you look, the iPhone has a feature, it tells you, how many hours a day you spent on your phone every week, every Sunday, it gives you like a pop-up to tell you how many hours of phone and whether it's up or low, higher or lower than last week. And it gives you a very macro level breakup of what you did, right? So if you track anybody's social media, instant messaging hours from the last five years, you'll see the graph is like this. It's almost exponential now. Because people are spending that much time. We've stopped playing games, etc. But a lot of people will do only social media on their phone, right? A lot of people don't have work emails, don't have other things. They'll either do phone, they'll either do uh, social media or they'll do stuff like Netflix, etc. YouTube, etc. So there, I sort of, my hype, my thesis for Bitcoin is that we are going into a digital world everybody now values their digital presence as much as we value our real life presence. So for me, how my, so I, I am a clash of clan gamer since about six years now and uh, six plus years now. And I have a, I have two IDs, both are maxed down all 14s. Now what happens is, uh, if you ask me, Pranav, have you spent money on clash of clans? I have, I have to admit, I have spent money on clash of clans. But what happens is the reason was because there were certain skins which I really wanted. If you asked me five years back, Pranav, will you spend money on Clash of Clans? I said, Are you stupid? It's a game. I'm not, I'm just not playing it, right? But I have. I've actually spent money to gift my clanmates gifts on Christmas, you know? So diamonds on Christmas. So that's gems on Christmas. So that's how it is, right? You realize that that community. And it's all I am in the uh, alumni community. It's a clan of our, uh, not my batch, but several of my seniors and juniors as well. But it's all I am, my guys. So the logic was that basically digital life is going to increase. So you have to have a digital medium of value transfer mm. to support that digital lifestyle, right? Let us say in the real world, I have dollars. I have rupees, I have etc. currency, fiat currency. 
it still needs to be digitized right i need to have a way to i need an app store or i need something which says okay i'm going to charge your credit card 10 dollars and i'm going to give you this in return now when you bring in bitcoin it gives me a anti inflationary concept to that fiat so what happens is think about it as you're getting in on the ground floor of the value cycle for a product or an asset that is going to be the medium of exchange for a digital world forget about what we do in the fiat world and i'll come to that later but in a digital world purely you're going to need something that is micro divisible by 10 decimal spots or basically i can do a 100 satoshi transaction and still buy something right i can't do that with fiat because my credit card company will say boss i won't let you buy something for 1 dollar my transaction fee is 2 dollars mm. so my minimum becomes that right so there is going to be a level which says that micro transactions have to be and see when you think in dollars it's small numbers right? let's say in rupees apne ko rupees samajhta easily so 50 rupees is valuable right it's not a small number If I tell you was fifty rupees, मेरे को spend करना है on an online game, whether it is to play rummy or it is to play uh, fantasy eleven fantasy league with my friends for IPL, whether it is to buy the latest skin on uh, Clash of Clans, I should have a way of storing that medium online and then passing it on to to the vendor or to each other as a as seamless and as costless as possible mm. and that is only possible through a digital system something like blockchain that does not involve the big banks because though imps started free the government had to ultimately clamp down and say boss no charges on imps because that is meant to be free or upi i don't know mm-hmm. so that was the logic right the you government had to say upi pe you cannot charge a transaction fee when our banks had started doing that yeah so that we have to come out of that power economics second so that is one application thesis right because that's very important where do you apply this particular concept of bitcoin second thesis second half of this thesis is the power of the people thesis or what you want to call as democratizing power thesis which is mm-hmm. compared to our parents who were born pre 19 70 or pre 1975 sort of you know in that generation which you call the boomers generation in the baby boomers generation the logic was i am going to study one of these one dozen courses if i study any of them there is a particular career track and i will get into that if i don't study any of these 12 courses then i have to sort of what we call today hustle i have to struggle it used to be called at that time i have to struggle through the rest of my life and i will have to either do my own job or do some job or get some favor and get into a company or you have a business and families like ours nobody studied because nobody had to study right you knew ki after Uh, 15 16 years of age you are going to go to office and you are going to be told to start doing trading so you are going to going to have to do that and for that you didn't need a degree dad is not going to ask me where my degree is so those were sort of your career options and therefore it made sense and of course that was a uh, gold reserve era so you had fiat currency could not be it was not in the hands of a president to decide that i'll print 2 trillion dollars of 
connotes because there is a pandemic on, upon us you know so that is what that generation was our generation realized that boss i could be good at photography i could be good at digital design i uh, at designing i could be good at taking a design and making it into a digital version of it i could be good at social media management i could be good at making jokes on a stage so you realize that boss these are viable career options which when i went to college were not a viable career option 20 years back so today you agree that education is not linked to success so you've sort of broken that chain now what happens is third level with work from home and the entire covid thing you've realized that i don't even need to work 8 hours in an office you've taken it one step further right you've gone from boss ye 12 ghanta ye kaam karna hai as a ca doctor engineer whatever mm. architect to i can be a comedian but i still have to show up to different shows or i can be a dj or i can be a whatever to now being ki boss i can be connected on a headphone talking to pranav who's 8000 miles away and we could both make money of this video on youtube right in theory yeah i don't know are we going to but in theory we could <laughs> so uh, that was the logic right that that progression means i want to i create something i want to own that ip and i want to earn from that ip if it's a good creation yep so that ecosystem cannot fit into the fiat world why because the fiat world is not designed for that the fiat world money is controlled by people who don't see that right they'll say boss you put it on youtube so youtube is going to take 90% of what you make from this i am going to give you 10% whereas i want to say fine you created the forum where people are able to see this so all i had to do was upload a video i'll give you 10% as a channel fee but i still keep 90% of what you make from this video okay बॉम्बे गोवा इंटरसिटी बस जर्नी इन इंडिया इन दाइंटीज यू वेंट ऑन अ बस इट वॉज सपोज अट आवर टेन आवर जर्नी दे वुड शो यू फोर मूवीज back to back and that's it right hmm. you didn't have a choice bahut bahut hua agar koi 10 20 log mil gaye aur unhone halla macha diya to wo bolta tha are ye wala video hai aapko chahiye kya to wo aapko char ke jagah pe che option de dega ki bhai mere paas che cassette hai aapko jo choose karna hai aapko choose karo aapas mein you have you are going to have to watch three out of the six there is no other choice hmm. today i care to hoots about that guy right because i have my phone i have downloaded my content or i have a 5g connect 4g connection and i am all set i have on demand content mm. there was no concept of on demand content 20 years back yeah so youtube thinks they've created that but the content creators have given that so they've created the format and the platform mm. but the content is not owned by them right yep so that is a very big thing okay and therefore comes regulation also and there that leads into who regulates also so therefore 
when you mix all of this you realize that you need something like a bitcoin which says i value kashish and i value the conversation that i am having with kashish and i value the work that he is doing i want to tip him 100 dollars worth of bitcoin today but i don't want youtube to take 10 80% of it so i can go to your channel or i can go to your whatever link and i can tip you on strike or i can tip you on something and i can say this is x bitcoin which is worth 100 dollars today and you will get 99.95 dollars of it mm. got it that doesn't happen in a fiat world okay so what i can make out of it is ki two sides of your investment thesis is first is more of a secular trend of things becoming digital and in a digital world will need a digital money and uh bitcoin is the best contender over there and your second uh thesis is part of the grander scheme of things wherein everything is becoming way more democratized and way more decentralized and to live in that decentralized world we also need a monetary system which is decentralized than a fiat world than a fiat standard which uh you know lies in the hand of nexus of few businessmen politicians and central bankers who control the money and uh, yeah i think i think that 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 does make a lot of sense so uh so now we'll move on to the next section wherein i've compiled a couple of faqs and couple of i'd say myths or just general questions that uh, people have had on my channel regarding bitcoin so when i was also learning about bitcoin even i you know started questioning a lot of things and these were a common string of questions that even popped in my mind and it's very natural for somebody who's learning bitcoin ki unke dimag mein bhi aayega so what i want you to do sir is i'll just post those questions i'll just put them forth and i just want you yeah. to answer them to the best of your ability trying to convince them and try to understand the way you explained it to me when i was learning and or the way she can uh, explain it to me the, when i was learning so the very first sure. thing being what if government bans bitcoin so what if government bans bitcoin what happens so the government can definitely ban bitcoin by regulation right but it cannot ban bitcoin by circulation so what happens is you have the authority as a government to say that what works or what doesn't work right the best example i can give is marijuana in the us marijuana was illegal and a banned substance for years and decades <clears throat> but today it is being allowed at a state by state level and i think around 20 out of the 50 states have marijuana legal or maybe the number is higher but it's still viewed as something that's bad right it's not viewed as something that's cool mm. by people who don't consume it i don't consume it so i don't view it as cool but think about this right about 100 years back there was liquor prohibition liquor was also banned but how do we think about liquor today we don't think it like it's think it's like marijuana right jabki liquor or marijuana is a physical substance that needs to be carried physically in a physical space and is detectable by taste smell etc etc test so things like dogs can detect it or anti smuggling devices can detect it it has the like uh, risk of breakage spillage etc imagine all of that is not there with bitcoin it's 100% digital it is 100% you can self custody it into a equivalent of a pen drive or an app in your phone mm. it can be 100% offline unless and until you need to transact it 
and unless and until the internet goes down your bitcoin nobody can touch you it's the value of whatever is a market value on that day is available to you as long as you have access to the internet mm. so the only problem with regulation will be that you will not have a on ramp off ramp which is what we call as on ramp off ramp which is what everybody knows as exchanges because you need to at some point bring it back to a fiat or bring fiat into a bitcoin transaction which is what your exchanges help you do right mm. but there are p2p on ramp off ramps also what is called as decentralized exchanges so if you remember again you all may be too young for it napster used to be a p2p you had to download mp3s 20 years back so you either went on sites and you kept searching or at some point somebody created napster and said boss wait if kashish has this song and he is willing to send it to pranav then i'm just going to create a platform that allows that exchange and which is exactly what a decentralized exchange is for bitcoin or crypto if you want the money and i want the coin we can do the swap mm-hmm. and we don't need to have an exchange like zepe or coin dcx or binance or coinbase control that for us okay. and that's again coming from my democratizing theme mm. part of the thesis right and which is why also i feel that bitcoin does not take over the fiat world i don't see us moving out of a fiat currency at all for multiple reasons like a all 200 countries of the world can't work on one value chain <clears throat> or one value denominator b every government has to be a welfare state also mm-hmm. you can't be anti welfare right just imagine in our society we have so many people who can't afford the basics of life or what we call as social security in the us if there is everything bitcoin denominated the governments will not be able to do welfare schemes mm, exactly so we need to have welfare and we need to have fiat for addressing that welfare need otherwise we will fall into a crack which we cannot climb ourselves out of mm. so there is a huge use case for fiat also okay got it so uh, like the whole uh, notion of government banning bitcoin what i can make out is ki the way it happened with liquor or marijuana or other recreational drugs it never actually got got banned per se it used still existed because people found its utility uh also these were easier to let's say ban compared to a thing like bitcoin which is totally digital nobody can nobody can even touch it like it's literally technically impossible for you to ban it the only thing is regulation but then uska bhi way around is p2p exchanges so second p2p exchange and also it is i'm and i'm saying it's a point of time view right a government which bans it today will have to regulate it and allow it at some point of time whether it's 2 hmm. <laughs> years later or 20 years later is that government's choice we can't speak to it but they have to unban it mm, got it so a uh, second second point was ki it's too volatile to be used as a currency or an asset so absolutely so uh, i've told this to several people right that bitcoin today is worth at today's price say 0.7 0.8 trillion maybe in that range just to give you context gold is about 10 11 12 trillion dollars that's the range for gold market cap mm-hmm. and uh, i think us equity is around 30 trillion or something or maybe even 50 60 trillion i don't know and bond market is 2x of us equity trillion uh, us equity uh, market cap so there is a lot of space right when a 
compare bitcoin like you would to a micro cap <laughs> in a stock market how volatile right five days upper circuit marega fir three days lower circuit mar dega fir five days range bound chalega fir suddenly next month wapas five days upper circuit marega that is called volatility if you remove upper circuits in the us there is no concept of circuits mm. so those micro caps go up 20 30 40% on a weekly basis mm. and therefore because the size of that asset or security or you can say currency is very small it mm. is subject to people dinging it right because somebody who wants to so imagine reddit right when when they did gamestop it was a band of million people who said that boss i am not going to cut my position you can do what you want to do and he kept bribing them with higher prices because there was a short squeeze so they kept getting the price up but they couldn't get people enough stock to unwind their position mm. so the same thing can be done today for bitcoin the point is you have to allow it to mature it mm. is an evolutionary thing you have to allow the evolution to occur and for it to mature today when elon musk says it's not green the market drops it tomorrow china says i ban it the market drops it the hash rate dies so those things will affect it it's what is called as a single large event a single large event will affect that particular currency because it's still too small hmm. currently what's happening is the fed uh, indicated interest rate hikes from april onwards so the thing got risk capital supposedly left it right now imagine a 30 trillion dollar us equity market losing 3 trillion dollars which is 10% versus bitcoin losing uh, if it was at say 1.2 trillion or 1.3 trillion when it was at its peak or 1.5 trillion even if it loses 300 million dollars a uh, 300 billion dollars then you are going to lose 20% mm. so it's going to have a 50% effect on its price <laughs> exactly so that is how the volatility is addressed if you want to trade it it's beautiful right you will love the volatility <laughs> whatever is your trading thesis i am not a trader so i don't want to get into it but whether you are charting whether you are looking at price action volume volume action whether you are looking at new cycles whatever it is you can have your own thesis and you can trade it it's beautiful for traders for investors if you zoom out and you go from daily to weekly to monthly to quarterly to annual you'll realize the direction is clear there is no volatility mm-hmm. and so that's you choose where you are and you decide and you can live with the volatility then exactly and there's one more thing that i wanted to add here so i did some analysis wherein i was comparing the free float of bitcoin on exchanges and percentage of fit that is traded on an average in last 24 hours compared mm-hmm. to the free float of let's say an hdfc bank and right. uh, the 24 hour, uh, hours average trade so to, uh, for hdfc it wasn't even 2 to 3 bips like it was nothing right. compared right. to bitcoin which was 25% because exchanges mein exactly. bitcoin hi nahi hai so when 25% of the whole free float is being exchanging hands you really can't expect daily you really can't expect it to just go 5 to 10% open exactly and if you look at a micro cap if ah. you take a micro cap if you take a alok industries in india or if you take a similar stock in the us you will get the similar percentage 
you'll get that 10 15 20% of that free float is traded on a daily basis and hence it hits upper circuit lower circuit mm. all the time when so, it's not upper circuit lower circuit uh, so maybe that's a, that's the reason i feel a lot of indian investors that i talk to uh, they are too accustomed to the concept of upper and lower circuits they simply can't take in ki ek din mein ek asset 10 20 30% hai whereas in us it's a common like it's very common exactly. since they don't have circuits so maybe that's a uh, uh, more of a psychological barrier that indian investors go through so another uh, faq that i had was BTC mining requires huge energy. It, mm. if it were a country, it would be taking, uh, uh, it would be taking X, X amount of uh, energy and would be sixth largest country in terms of energy consumption. So this is the fund, right? So how do you view it? Yeah. So that's interesting. That's and it's very important, okay? Because we are in a generation where, and I have a six-year-old, so I know I how I feel about leaving things for her, right? So obviously environment and sustainability and ESG, everything is super critical. But the difference is we're missing out on one core principle of human existence of the last 2000 years. It is energy for money. Mm. Think about it, right? If you were a farm laborer 1000 years back, what did you do? You worked eight hours a day and you got something in return, whether it was whatever, depending on whichever part of the world you were, either you got a butter, so you got something at the end of the harvest, say three months later, or you got something at the end of the day or week. So you basically gave your energy and you earned something which you wanted, which is fuel for your body. As the combustion engine came, you realized that, boss, I have a much more efficient way of doing this. Horses ka energy nahi ban karunga mein. Carbon fuel cover energy burn karuga, right? So you took oil from the ground and you burnt it to essentially create work or create progress or make movement or whatever it was, right? To fuel an engine. So you went from human energy to carbon energy. So ultimately, energy for value or energy for progress is the most fundamental aspect of human society and evolution. You cannot dealing those two. Can you imagine if I told you, boss, even if you look at, I'm going to take a step back. Even if you look at what the future extreme example of the Matrix movies was, right? They were actually harvesting the energy of those humans to run what was the Matrix, right? So ultimately, aapko energy hi transform karna hai, what we call as uh, engineers will understand very well. I'm not an engineer, but I understand this is potential energy has to be converted into kinetic energy for work mm. to happen. Mm. And ultimately, that's what we're doing in Bitcoin. Also, if you are agreeing that there is a value to it, you are agreeing to spend energy in one form and take back value in another form, which is Bitcoin in a wallet. Whether that it's exactly and I am a coal miner by profession. Hmm. <laughs> so nobody understands this as inherently as I do because when I spend money to mine coal which is actually energy right hmm. it's literally kilocalories per per ton I'm selling hmm. so when you do that you continuously evaluate what is the price of this energy today how much money am I spending to get this out and therefore is it profitable to make this trade or not 
Mm. Just to keep mining. And that's exactly what every Bitcoiner is doing. The only time it doesn't make sense is when the price of the energy is down. So if coal is down, I may stop my mine. Or if Bitcoin price is down, I may stop mining my Bitcoin. The same also applies to gold. Mm, exactly. If you count the amount of because here it's a very simple power trade. You count, but if you count the energy utilized for any mining industry, you will have to add the trucks, the people, the power, the processing, all of that. And you will realize it's equally energy intensive. It's just that it's not one straight line electricity in bitcoin out it's 10 resources in gold out coal out oil out natural gas out therefore you don't get that one equation in kilojoules or megawatts or mm. gigawatts you get it in dollars per ton uh, yes exactly so ultimately that is very intrinsic to me because of my profession but most people get swayed by the way it is put by an influencer like elon mm. who says it's high energy it's not high energy every tesla burns power and that power <laughs> is coming from either coal or natural gas in most cases i can assure all your listeners that it's coming from one of the non-green sources of energy the power that is fueling his car every day so uh, honestly uh, i couldn't agree more with you because uh, even though i have been a bitcoiner bitcoiner for quite some while this as a concept was really new to me when I was listening to conversation between Dr. Safedin and uh, Jordan Peterson and even uh, Michael Saylor puts it very beautifully. He's like, Bitcoin is just transferring uh, kinetic energy to monetary energy and money okay. or monetary asset is just a way for you to transfer that energy either to the future because monetary assets are saleable across time. And that was mind fucking moment for me. Mujhe laga, us din, mujhe because it was genuinely exactly. a very profound concept and another added thing that I learned in Jordan Peterson's uh, conversation was that uh, that is when Sephardine said that Bitcoin is the only uh, thing in the world which allows you to monetize energy even in the farthest part of the cor- uh, corners of the world. How? Because let's say if you are able to monetize a uh, journey energy, right? You simply can't transfer that electricity because transferring me, there is a lot of ATNC uh, yeah. costs and bohjada loss hoga. The you energy that you need the you need, you need the infrastructure. Exactly. So Yahape, you can't monetize it. The only way you can monetize that energy is through Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is actually solving that problem and allowing people out there to monetize their own energy. And that whole concept, I don't know how did I get to know. And uh, I just hope people understand it because it's so fundamental and I couldn't agree more with you, sir. So uh, yeah, one last thing, one last FAQ that we had uh, was how is Bitcoin an inflation hedge? And the reason they say this is because inflation is up in the Bitcoin all-time high is 50% gir gaya hai. Shouldn't it be an inflation hedge? And then they compare it to gold. In gold has been up 1% or at least stable compared to all these growth stocks and all uh, 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 inflation hedge Bitcoin which is down. And then they also, like all the naysayers also say that it has extremely high correlation growth stocks so i want you to answer this yeah so 
to understand any such concept of inflation hedge six months or even six years is a short period of time you have to actually give it 50 years only then because the reason why you're so confident about gold is because you've looked at it for 100 years and that inflation anti-inflation concept or the negative correlation has held for 100 years right only when bitcoin goes to 50 years old can we actually have this meaningful conversation or comparison or data but let's for a moment assume that what we have is only 12 years so let's live with that 12 years of data the point is bitcoin is so small right for most of its existence it's been less than a hundred billion dollar market cap for most of its existence because yes. still it cracked this 20 30 thousand mark and it went into 18 billion coins 17 million coins kind of range it was actually too small to matter so therefore you had a uh, 0.1.2 uh, trillion market cap and therefore it cannot be an inflation hedge right Today, the anti-inflationary nature of Bitcoin is a theoretical hypothesis, mm -hmm. which many of us are betting on, mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. Versus when it's gold, somebody has a 100-year proven history. Whether we are proven right or wrong, only time will tell. And it has several, several variables which we can't control. It could include everything from regulation to how countries view their fiat, to how fast countries use Bitcoin, to what happens to the energy crisis in the world. It could be so many things that could influence this. But to me, the moment you have a $10 trillion Bitcoin, and I'm saying $10 trillion Bitcoin, so I'm looking at 10x from today's price. Mm -hmm. You can say, uh, broadly speaking, 20 million Bitcoin into $50,000 is $1 trillion. So $500,000. So, 500, so I'm looking at a half a million, half a million, dollar, coin. Half a million dollar per Bitcoin value. So I'm saying when it's a $10 trillion market cap, that is when you will realize that boss, this is real money. This is sound money. I can't budge this because enough people in the world hold it. There is enough transactions happening on it, whether it's, uh, it, whether it's in the fiat world or whether it's uh, Bitcoin to Bitcoin or whether it's Bitcoin to other I think if nothing more, Bitcoin becomes the US dollar of cryptocurrencies, mm -hmm. if nothing more, right? So it's your base cryptocurrency denomination, like the US dollar is for the world of fiat today. And that's so still that is the way far that happens. Yeah. And that's yeah, and that's and that's still a time ahead because that will take it to be five to ten trillion dollar range for it to be considered that because everybody else will be half a trillion to one trillion and they will be at five trillion. Just to give you a sense, US economy is today $15 trillion. Chinese is, I think, $21 trillion GDP. So that's the kind of scale you're looking at, right? And then India is what, number five or number six, and we are at $3 trillion. Mm. So that's how far one and two will be. So that's how far I see your Bitcoin or an Ethereum is from everybody else. And therefore, they will become the global denomination of the crypto world. Mm. So uh, I think people often get confused uh, when they're just talking about. So Ark recently came up with their uh, uh, in their last con uh, I wouldn't say con call in the last uh, webinar that they hosted. Usme they said they're looking at a half a million coin. 
ठीक है एंड पीपल वेंट केजी की हाफ अ मिलियन कॉइन कैसे हो सकता है बट ओनली टू रियलाइज दैट इवन इफ इट रीचेज हाफ अ मिलियन कॉइन इट स्टिल विल बी इट स्टिल विल हैव अ लोअर मार्केट कैप देन लेट्स से गोल्ड बिकॉज़ गोल्ड इज स्टिल गोल्ड में गो टू 15 ट्रिलियन राइट बाय देन होपफुली होपफुली फॉर गोल्ड सिंग ने दैट and so that still is up 50% while gold has gone up 50% while bitcoin has gone up 10x 10x hmm and that still is still a very small percentage of the total global wealth that the total addressable market oh. out there so yeah it's which is, easy. Which is 100 trillion to 100 trillion market easily easily exactly fine so uh, last last faq was uh, and it was more of a thing that i wanted to ask कि बिटकॉइन स्पेस इज फिल्ड विद मीम कल्चर ठीक है सो यू हैव प्रेसिडेंट ऑफ एल सेल्वेडोर चेंजिंग इज डीपी टू अ मेकडी हैट एंड देन एज सून एज बिटकॉइन स्टार्ट्स पंपिंग वी हैव ऑल द लेजर आईज कमिंग इन देन वी हैव मैक्स काइजर मतलब ही लिटरली इज मैसिंग अप विद द होल यूएस फीआर करेंसी मतलब अ लॉट इज गोइंग ऑन इन द होल बिटकॉइन स्पेस हाउ डू यू व्यू इट मतलब इज इट बिकॉज लाइक व्हाट आई पर्सनली फील इज कि स्टिल मेजोरिटी ऑफ पीपल इन दी बिटकॉइन आर स्टिल आई वुंट से इमेच्योर बट स्टिल डोंट अंडरस्टैंड दी इन्वांसेस ऑफ लेट्स से व्हाट बिटकॉइन एक्चुअली इज फ्रॉम इकोनॉमिक स्टैंडपॉइंट एंड इवन फ्रॉम अ टेक्निकल स्टैंडपॉइंट बट आई थिंक ऐसे बोल के मैं कुछ गलत ही बोल रहा हूं बिकॉज इवन पॉम्प एंड सेलर ऑल ऑफ दीस गाइस आल्सो प्लेफुली गेट एंगेज्ड इन दिस होल थिंग राइट सो हाउ डू यू व्यू इट this whole space okay. so it's essential to understand where we are as a society today right you can't do you can do a jleno show or a kapil sharma show right they're both very similar jleno or a kapil sharma show every day of the week and people will log in to watch it mm. or you have to do something like news which is serious but because it's different every day you have to watch it correct mm. can you imagine your teacher coming to class and teaching you the same chapter every day for the rest of your life bolya pagal ho gaya sir prano kya ho gaya aapko aap same gyan aake roz 30 minute same gyan de rahe ho nahi ho payega boss but if i come and give you the same gyan as a meme every single day you will come listen to me chalo yaar sun lete hai kya bol raha hai aaj ka meme kya hai so the way to basically the concept of something like social media along with our goldfish size uh, attention spans combined with our lack of width right something like bitcoin you cannot explain it every day if i am going to go and give theory on bitcoin every day for the next one year i'll have zero followers at the end of next year mm. because you can't give theory every day so you have to involve it into what is called as popular culture what is popular culture is what is basically memes so you see shows that have bitcoin you have movies that have bitcoin you have twitter bitcoin so even nay bukelele knows that every day he cannot say i bought 100 bitcoin today because he did not bought 100 bitcoin today right so that can be a news flash once a month what about the other 29 days if he doesn't pump the concept it will die so everybody who believes in as themselves as somebody who's the ambassador for bitcoin or for any project right has to keep doing that and the advantage is the society or the target audience of the bitcoin is not my 70 year old dad mm. mom or my uh, 85 year old corporate 
executive, right? Mm. So who is like serious all the time and who thinks that I have to act serious all the time? It doesn't require that. I could be a fun-loving 25-year-old, 35-year-old, 40-year-old, and I could hold Bitcoin and own it and enjoy it. And I can enjoy the jokes around it. So I feel meme culture is super important in terms of the daily conversations to bring daily conversations to Bitcoin and to bring Bitcoin into people's daily conversations, right? Mm. Can you imagine forwarding into your family group some meme about uh, Bitcoin compared to sending one paragraph of Seth's book every every day? <laughs> will ban you from the group, yeah? Yep, yep, yep. But if you send a Bitcoin meme, you're like, hey, Kashish is making jokes about Bitcoin himself, because the Bitcoin in our group is this. But mm. they, somebody someday will tap you and say, but what's happening here? Price fell down. So you get a moment to explain about the volatility or you get a moment to explain why it happened. And that brings real conversation, right? That triggers real conversation. And that's the logic of anybody who engages in this while also being a serious proponent of it. I totally, like, I totally get your point now. So uh, le- let's get this uh, section done with. And now we'll talk about the antithesis of Bitcoin, right? Because I've always been told that investment may, uh, you should know your uh, opponent's arguments, your antithesis way better than your thesis because you just don't want to be wrong, right? So what is the antithesis here? Honestly, for me, the only antithesis I know of is that people stop believing in Bitcoin being a monetary asset from economic sense. Because I feel that uh, gold also held a monetary premium over its normal utility in, let's say, jewelry or industrial use, was because they, all of them, agreed to the fact that yeah, we will use this as money. Therefore, it started commanding, and nothing else. There is no other reason why gold started commanding monetary premium, according to me. And same is fiat. Matlab, uh, fiat mein obviously there's somebody telling you, yeah, this is this piece of paper is worth something. But if there was no central power out there, it is people who decide. The only antithesis I know of is. People in future may decide that Bitcoin we will monetary uh, layer ki use nahi karenge, and we'll start using something else. That's the only antithesis I know of. What's the antithesis according to you for Bitcoin and how do you view it? So to me, the real antithesis or the real death bell for something like Bitcoin would be the tapering of our digital lives because that's so if for some reason right which which today we've gone past the infliction point and i'll come to that but if you ask me two years back it was a real possibility because people were coming off facebook people were coming off twitter right people were saying nahi, nahi, nahi. social media pe apni life ko nahi dalna. i don't want to i don't want to put everything i do on instagram you don't want to share your breakfast, lunch, dinner. You don't want to share your friends' tables where you're out partying. And you realize as you mature that your posts per week will reduce. So if you were to plot age versus posts per week, right? Mm-hmm. The younger you are, the higher you're posting, this curve would come like this. Yep. So it doesn't matter. So that was my problem. And I felt that was the biggest risk to Bitcoin. Where that has changed is... We've crossed that hurdle with the entire metaverse decentralized mm. wealth concept. And if that actually happens, we're good. If that fails in its entirety, 
then we have a problem because that is the way that is the place where the shared value right what you're saying is shared value the shared value perception of bitcoin will drop and then it's not worth 10 trillion dollars then it's worth like i said a football card or a pokemon card it's worth 100 dollars mm, got it because so, then it's having limited use <laughs> totally totally just being looked at as a collectible the way it was in 2010 yeah. the way it started yeah Correct, because it's not because it's not something I can use, right? It has no utilitarian value, and the moment my utilitarian value drops is when I have digital life dropout. Mm. If digital presence keeps on increasing and digital transactions keep on increasing, there is no risk. So if someone yeah. tells you CBDC is a risk, it's not. If someone <laughs> tells you regulation is a risk, it's not. If from someone tells you uh, Ethereum is a risk, it's definitely not. So the real risk and the only risk is our own digital presence being reduced. So if you and I stop spending as much time on digital media or digital work, and then we realize that, yes, this is not the way it is. I want to live my life in my real world farming. Then, then it is, but I don't see that happening. So I'm okay where I am. I also think that is, Malab, the only way that happens is we, if our evolution go backwards, Matlab, That's if, we, if we were to evolve forward, the only way forward is digital, uh, okay. uh, uh, you know, just, uh, moving on to the tangent, wherein you said, if you talk about Ethereum, it's not, and I wanted to yeah. discuss that in particular, right. And, uh, I also wanted to put forth my view, wherein, when we talk about Bitcoin versus Ethereum, okay. So I think this Bitcoin versus Ethereum is a wrong question to ask. It's more about Bitcoin and Ethereum. The reason I say this is because I personally have long held this view that Bitcoin is a monetary asset. Ethereum is more of a commodity in a digital decentralized world being used for Web3, dApps, and etc. etc. Bitcoin is a monetary asset with network effects, with a hard cap, with people believing in it to be a store of value. Whereas uh, this thing, Ethereum being a commodity, which is a programmable form of token, which can be used on Web3 applications or dApps or whatnot. And a, a good comparison here would be a gold and an oil. So a gold was a monetary asset. It held monetary premium, but it's not gold versus oil because oil has a separate use case altogether. Oil is a commodity. Oil is used because we live in a mechanical world. Oil ki zarurat rahegi, but it will never become gold. People will not start using oil for transactions, day-to-day transactions. They'll always be using gold if you were in a gold standard. So this is how I've always viewed this whole scenario. How do you, as a much more senior to me and way more knowledgeable, view this Bitcoin versus Ethereum conundrum? So I 100% think you're spot on with your gold versus oil. I would say it's also gold versus fiat, right? While, while gold remained as an investment commodity or an investment asset or equity remained something which you invested in or bonds were something which you invested in, you really did not have an opportunity to spend it or apply it, right? You can't do that. So Ethereum is an application protocol, which is different from what Bitcoin wants to be. Bitcoin doesn't want to be that, right? It's like you're telling the topper of the class that you will be the football quarterback. Both of those people in the classroom have two different roles and they have two different ambitions and both will be the best in their own category. Yeah. 
but the point the moment you bring a boat to a comparison it doesn't matter because they don't compete with each other mm. the topper of the class goes off on his on their different way and the quarterback goes their different way right they both have excellent paths to success and they both have different paths to success mm. and they can both coexist very very happily and have their moment of glory at their point of time right when the results come out the topper has it the class is going on the topper has but when you're out watching the game the, the quarterback is the hero of the day yeah. so that's what it is right if you ask me that's exactly what bitcoin is to ethereum ethereum will become or has become the backbone of the blockchain technology being applied to real life mm. while bitcoin uses blockchain as its backend technology but bitcoin is not blockchain right mm. the blockchain is just my is this how it works so uh, why don't you uh, why don't you emphasize here right discussing let's say blockchain only blockchain as a technology as a tool is being used to solve certain monetary uh, assets related problem which was let's say double spending okay so blockchain solved that awesome but blockchain being used in uh, other facets of life beside a monetary system which ethereum is doing let's not discuss about this let's discuss about dapps even nfts right being digital collectibles or web3 how do you view it and keep now keeping bitcoin conversation aside just ethereum and let's say even some other ethereum competitors i would say be it a solana or a cardano so just stage is all yours so we have to understand what they are doing right so when you come into the non bitcoin applied so bitcoin is basically what a cryptocurrency is and other cryptocurrencies we sort of know what bitcoin cash or litecoin or similar all of them tried to do even ethereum when it launched tried to do that mm. it tried to before it became the smart contract narrative if you look at the very old narrative it used to be something which tried and said i'm going to be faster than bitcoin mm. but vitalik and all these guys quickly realized that that's not the way to go and they basically pivoted to this smart contract concept mm. so let's look at what that is right what bet is basically saying is a smart contract is anything that's a codable programmable uh pre decided between two parties transaction so okay. at the very basic it's a transaction right so what you're doing is today when you buy an airline ticket or you buy something on amazon or you uh buy an equity on robinhood or zeroda you're basically entering into a transaction which is being run through a central server run by that company or the counterparty in this case which is zeroda or amazon or whoever and you rely on them you trust them ki boss amazon got my order mm. i have paid him my visa card has been debited and visa and amazon will not cheat me i will get something in the mail mm. correct is in yeah. that trust absolutely what blockchain does is it makes it trustless okay you don't need to trust there is no amazon or a visa that you need to trust ki has your best interest in mind or if something goes wrong pick up the phone and complain it says this is a trustless mechanism so you don't need to know who the counterparty is 
but they will deliver and you will deliver like you have and it will go through seamlessly so the blockchain is creating a trustless mechanism which is non centralized mm. therefore there are two three concepts right which is why i always argue with people that boss if something is not centralized a it's not a blockchain Mm. A CBDC. Just, yeah, if it's not a centralized, it's not blockchain. B, if it's not a public ledger, it's not blockchain. Absolutely. Anybody who tries to convince you that these two elements don't pass the test and it's still a blockchain is just showing you a server in a different form. It's old wine in a new bottle. So basically, you have to have decentralization and you have to have public ledger. the public ledger is also something that is misunderstood people think public ledger means the whole blockchain is available for everybody to see it's not that what it does is if you let's say we know this is a particular uh piece of land that is owned by you mm. and that's a government record okay right so you know ki this is in in maharashtra we call it sat bara khasra so this is my sat bara this is my record of this land owned by kashish in this part of maharashtra now when you look at that you go to the government the government doesn't show you the whole sat bara of everybody in the state no they say show you your line and say see this is the proof you own this Yep. that's exactly what the blockchain does it just shows you your line mm. and anybody who's your counterparty also sees has the authority and the permission to see your line okay so if i am trying to buy that land from you i will get verification from that line that yes this is there it doesn't matter that i don't see the rest of the information on the ledger mm. i only need to see one row which is whether kashish owns this or not and tomorrow when i buy it that row becomes mine and my name is on that land we should all be able to verify that yes that transfer has happened so you are basically giving a pinhole view of that particular thing and that's a trustless mechanism consensus mechanism which says everybody agrees this line belongs to kashish now everybody agrees this line belongs to pranav got it and everybody only looked at that line to verify they don't care about what else is happening and that happens for every transaction and therefore that trustless mechanism part of it and that application part of it is what this smart contracts or everything else will do for the world i believe it is going to change so if you asked me a couple of years back i would have told you blockchain has no application other than bitcoin right mm this is not blockchain at all blockchain is being used to store that the concept is the smart contract the concept that is unique is that trustless consensus mechanism used to verify something today if you make an airline booking you can't verify it without going to the website and putting your pnr yep what if i yep. told you you can go to this site and it will verify your pnr as long as you have the pnr it will confirm that it's there okay so that is the thing that is what blockchain does it sort of widens that network from one person being the trust bearer to everybody being the trust mechanism so uh, can you just help me understand one thing here right uh, <clears throat> when we talking about uh, such smart contract applications and 
what's the underlying uh, underlying token just get the underlying blockchain and token being used to do these smart contracts we have we have a lot ethereum we have cardano we have so just help me understand that space ki wahan pe what's happening and one more thing ki are we uh, yet at the stage wherein we are capable of making a complex set of smart contracts which can easily replace Uh, a social media platform like a facebook and make it purely decentralized and uh, let's say e-commerce like an amazon or or are we still way behind matlab abhi we have not reached that point jahan pe we can actually do all these transactions uh, on using smart contracts do we still need somebody in the beach mein big daddy to just uh, ensure ki everything is happening so it has to be worth it right if i told you tomorrow anybody can hack into your facebook account and make a post on your behalf you'd be like no no i'm not going to use facebook i'm deleting my account or if somebody says that there's nobody on facebook right you're the only one there you go there and you see that nobody in your contact list is there you're the only one you take a look around you walk around and you come back it's like going to the college and you realize you're the only student in college right so you will say boss yahan pe admission hi nahi lena bhad me jaye college correct so that's what happens right so therefore it's not so easy it's not so binary that it's not a zero and one function everything cannot become web3 or decentralized everything does not need to become web3 or decentralized because the cost per person or per user will become too much for every user mm. so you will end up restricting the number of users which in turn makes it more costlier for every user If you were to pay for your Facebook basis, the amount of hours you use Facebook, what would you do? I'd leave. You reduce the number of hours you use Facebook. Exactly. So does that help Facebook? No. Does that help the social network grow? No. Got it. The idea is, if I told you it's free, you can spend as much time as you want on it, and you'll meet your friends and family, and they like what you do, and you'll be able to like what they do. Then you go and spend more time on it. You'll have to watch some ads for it. राइट when you watched a show on star tv or z news or whatever or z tv you had to leave everything you are doing sit in front of a tv at 8 o'clock <laughs> tolerate ads for 10 minutes out of 30 and for every 10 minutes out of every 30 minutes you watched and wait that till 8:30 if you wanted to consume 20 minutes of programming mm. today you can watch that same show on netflix whenever you want for only 20 minutes without a ad and in fact you can watch it at 1.5x like i do and even do it in 12 minutes <laughs> correct yeah so now my 30 minutes has become 12 minutes but i have same seen the same content yeah that is needed okay abhi bolega netflix mein everything is good but because you are watching 20 minutes of netflix even if you watched it in 12 that's your problem but you watched it in you know, you consume 20 minutes so now you have to pay this much dollars versus kashish watched watched 60 minutes so he has to pay 3x that cost mm then people will start being like boss i don't want to watch netflix 
So what happens it is El Salvador is truly the use case or the test case of this entire thesis that bitcoin can become money i think el salvador was a little early but it solved their biggest problem of international monetary transfers which was remittances from el salvadorians outside el salvador sending money back home which i think was about half a billion dollars a year mm. and they used to depend on a western union money transfer or similar service which was charging them too much money and too much transaction cost now with bitcoin a lot of that is gone yeah but the transactions are still happening on a dollar denominated basis with a live bitcoin price so that's a good middle ground like we say between the zero and the one where they can live and survive and thrive now what happens is when it comes to arizona and texas the state senators over there one each have proposed a bill to make it legal tender in their state the reason is it's more politics than economics the logic is that basically every senator needs to have a campaign and the campaign needs to have backers today crypto companies are flush with money and looking for it's like you know people are looking for where can i spend crypto.com bought a sponsorship for the uh, san francisco stadium mm. they bought a formula 1 team so they're literally looking out there right i'll cut a check please tell me where i can slap my name on it mm. similarly these are guys who said okay fine boss texas has a lot of oil and gas resources it's a great mining hub for bitcoin so why don't you put this and we will back you right mm. and it gives you good pr it gives us good pr everybody starts to know this one senatorial candidate or one senator from texas mm. who so the, never have got this visibility on world stage so it's so game it's theory playing so it's game theory playing right? So, uh, yeah it is game theory it is politics so that's there the advantage is it triggers thought into the mainstream which otherwise would not have like people would have ignored it some people let's say even one person gets to know about bitcoin because he read about it in the newspaper that arizona might legalize bitcoin it's a win for us it's one more than we had yesterday hmm. yes so if you have to go to 8 billion people and they know what us dollar is 
say 5 billion or 8 billion know what us dollar is or 7 billion or 8 billion know what us dollar is then bitcoin we are in probably half a billion people so we need to get there right got it so at least it helps us build that narrative that's why people are saying if you'll talk about bitcoin i'll back you mm. and so they have an interest in that because they're invested in that space and uh, honestly i think that as we get this free pr as bitcoiners uh, and uh people see bitcoin as an asset maturing over time they'll also start to appreciate it as an asset and the way you started doing it the way i started doing it and eventually once everybody starts agreeing there's no other way bitcoin can like there's no other direction bitcoin going but up <laughs> exactly so, exactly and exactly and because there's a cap on it on how many we can mine and how many can be created there ultimately someone has to sell for someone to buy right Exactly. So, so that helps. So, uh, it's been a long conversation. Thank you so much, Prana. Before I let you go, just one last thing. You being a CFO of your own company, right? Uh, what plans do you have adding Bitcoin to your company's balance sheet? So, uh, I work for SR. We're fairly conservative, and uh, we definitely would not want to have. So, it's too volatile to put your corporate treasury in because every corporate treasury is a is a fiduciary responsibility right yeah i have of course i have my family to answer for my personal assets but beyond that nobody else right but my family trusts that i have my family's best interest in mind mm. but that cannot work for the company because you are a fiduciary officer of the company and the ownership of the company is not always with one person or one family right so you can't really put a corporate treasury into that i could if i were to start if i were given the freedom to start i would first use it as an investment mechanism so suppose we're parking our money in bonds our treasury in bonds okay. i may say let us try 2% 1% into bitcoin just to get a sense of how it goes what is the service available what is the because there is a huge issue with custody for corporate bitcoin so mm. insurance yeah. for corporate bitcoin so i need some of those macro services to be established before i can consider mm. because the argument is not why not bitcoin i am sold on why not bitcoin i i i can convince anybody on that right my problem is how especially for it. corporate perspective not as a personal corporate perspective correct mm. so today when i put money in a bank and i say it's in a bond mm. if i want the money 3 hours later also the bank will give me that money because they know the bond he has sold is going to come and hit the bank 2 days later yeah so there are very very nuanced services or facilities that we get when we use our corporate funds for uh, particular treasury products which we need when it comes to bitcoin which is not there today at least if it's not it's not there at scale mm. or it's not there at the trust level that i need and therefore there is a problem it's not regulated it's not insured it's Good. not fully transparent so we can't really put corporate money which is not my money right mm. <laughs> it's the company's money so therefore there is a problem i can't say ki pranav has the thing in his wallet and he knows the recovery phase i mean in 12 months me se 
चार वर्ड कशिश को दे दिए चार प्रणव को दे दिए चार किसी और को दे दिए अब तीनों जन मिलेंगे तो ये होगा और फिर ये बिटकॉइन को हम बेचेंगे और टी प्लस टू में हमको पैसा मिलेगा तो फिर हम कंपनी का काम आगे बढ़ाएंगे वर्क लाइक दैट इन केस ऑडियंस अभी तक देख रही है थैंक यू फॉर स्टेन विदेशन वॉज नॉलेजेबल एंड एक्साइटिंग प्रणव नाउ यू हैव स्टेज टू लेट पीपल नो वॉट यूर डूइंग विद योर ओन वेंचर वेर यूर टीचिंग पीपल अबाउट क्रिप्टो एंड वेर कैन दे लर्न मोर अबाउट यू हाउ कैन दे रीच आउट यू इन केस दे विश टू डेल डीपर फॉर क्रिप्टो एज अ पॉसिबल एसेट क्लास इन देयर इन्वेस्टमेंट पोर्टफोलियो Sure, I'll request you to put my LinkedIn profile and my Twitter handle on this post if you can. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I typically blog on Bitcoin uh, or crypto space on LinkedIn. I'm currently doing a hundred-day series called Crypto Demystified, which is one post a day, beginning first of Jan 2020. I started on first Jan 2022, and a lot of my uh, regulars are on a Telegram group. that is called the fin all rounder telegram group and that's also my handle on twitter and facebook so i post on that handle but on linkedin i post on my own page which is my pranav agarwal uh, profile page so the logic is that i want to take bitcoin or i want to take crypto education to the masses i am not telling anybody that you put money in or don't put money in how much in or not all i am saying is we are at a stage where you cannot ignore knowing about this thing yeah just learn about it it doesn't matter don't put any money don't even put 5 rupees i am saying 0 rupees or 0 dollars just learn about it it's too late to say i don't know what bitcoin is or i don't know what cryptocurrency is or i don't know what nfts are you have to have to have to learn what this is if you have to be an economic participant in the next 20 years and if you are anywhere sub 50 then it's you're already late if you don't know about it if you're like my mom asks me pranav ye bitcoin kya cheez hai right that tells you and she is 60 plus so that tells you how important it is to know about it and you can't ignore it it's too big to ignore today and it's too late to ignore it so my idea is just to educate and inform and teach people about it absolutely uh, i wanted to add on to what pranav sir said here ki even in my own apna bitcoin wala video the last thing where we talked about whether you should buy bitcoin i clearly mentioned ki boss don't buy bitcoin don't at all just use this video as sort of a kick starter for you to try learning more about it and honestly as in when you learn more about such technologies as in when your convictions build you don't need anybody to tell you to buy bitcoin you yourself are incentivized to be part of this community by owning some 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 of it and that comes very naturally nobody forced me to buy bitcoin neither pranav sir did not did anybody as i learned more about it i couldn't help but buy it because it was just too exciting too knowledgeable too profound to miss with that being said thank you so much audience for tuning in thank you so much pranav sir for taking out time much appreciated Thank you. It's been a pleasure, and uh, all the best. Keep doing what you're doing. I love Ten Minute Finance. I think I've shared that link with a lot of my nephews and nieces, because you look at the basics and the fundamentals, and I love that part about your channel. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, sir.